0: my shorts. Everybody, Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is our first episode of 2022, so Happy New Year to everybody who's tuning in. Um, this is episode number 60 of the podcast.
1: Five dozen. 60. Five, five, five dozen, dozen. dozen. What a crap. That, There's another one, though. There's another bingo call. Yeah. Grandma's getting frisky. Grand, yes.
0: Number 60, Grandma's <laughs> getting frisky. Wow. <laughs> what a way to kick off the new year, hey, grandma. Ugh, get that thought out of my head. Uh, you can uh, <laughs> Scary thought. <laughs> you can join us on the podcast every single Monday, except for when we decide to take like three months of break. Um, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but we're back, we're back. We had a few people write in like, oh no, because we did the show before the break. And we're saying, oh, last one for the year. I had a number of people write in going, oh my God, is this your last show ever? I was like, no. It's just the last show of 2021. We're back next year. So we're back every single Monday from now on. Uh, the podcast goes out on all the major podcasting platforms. That includes Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music and Audible. The visual element goes out on YouTube um, on the podcast channel. Um, usually I try to get that out two days early on the Saturday, but because I'm overseas now, the time difference might be that it's only a one-day Thing where you get it early Sunday I don't know we're going to figure it out after today I'm going to see how quickly I can work uh, you can find me on YouTube at David a Down Under over on Twitter Instagram Letterboxd there is links in the description of every single podcast uh, if you want to write it to the show you can tune in at daveleapod at gmail.com and if you're listening on podcast platforms please leave a review and a rating
1: only good ones only don't good want the ones. bad ones
0: no, they haven't. Hunt you They're down good.
1: if you put a bad no, one.
0: No one's left a review for a very, very long time. I think September was the last one, so I implore oh. you. I challenge you. Don't be a chicken. Don't be the world's oh. worst listener. Don't be the world's worst listener. Write a review. You can write reviews on Spotify now, apparently. Can you? Yeah, you can now. So wherever you're listening, go and leave a review, please. I'm not begging you. I'm not I'm not begging but please,
1: leave. You, you are no, I'm You're not. A little, just, I'm just a little asking them to please. <laughs> leave a review. righto? Hey, Dave, 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 Dave. Dave. You realise we're going to we we'll over a th- uh, what is it? Um, oh yeah, over yes. a thousand subs now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we, get, hit, we've hit
0: we got paid last month. We got paid. We've made our first s- seventy cents on the podcast channel. <laughs>
1: seventy cents. I thought it was one cent.
0: No, we got we've got seventy cents. I think it might be up to seventy now. cents. Woo. Yeah, we might have made a dollar, which is pretty good. So the, the channel is now up to a thousand subs. We got four thousand hours watch time, and we're monetized. So th- have you got the? Give Ooh. me the. Uh, you're the one running the board at the moment because you're back in Australia Whoa. while I'm still in the UK. Have you got the the clapping sound effect? i
1: have got to try and work that out, Dave.
0: Oh no! <laughs> I'll, get, I'll do. Let's, it. I'll let's do not it.
1: get. Let's not get too clean. Oh, hang on. Here we go. Here we go.
0: Yeah. Oh, there it is. There we go. Well, we've kicked off 2022 with a little bit of dead air and some annoying sound effects. So we're back in full swing.
1: business as usual. Business as usual. And we took took about four goes to get started.
0: I know. I know it did. (laughs) And I'm distracted because um, it's snowing outside. It's snowing and... I'd like to say quite heavily because this is heavy for me, but it's not heavy snow. It's not It's not heavy enough to settle on the ground, but I can see the snowflakes.
1: Oh, there you go. I've
0: been waiting. I'm, of course, still in the UK. I'm not sitting there in Melbourne with you uh, watching snowfall.
1: Although those up north will think we're probably getting snow down here in Melbourne. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Although we've had, we've had uh, pretty good weather. We've had, you know, yeah. over 30, you know, 30, 35, 36, 37 for the last... Two, mm. can you, at least two three weeks and at least the last couple of weeks in the last couple of days we had a couple of nice cool days which is nice to cool a place down but getting back up into the mid 30s in a couple mm. of days time
0: it's not been too bad here has not been too cold there's like 15 degrees is the highest we've had which has been quite nice so i haven't seen any snow in the three months i've been here i'm finally getting a little bit of snow and i'm recording the fucking podcast
1: <laughs> St- stick your tongue out the window so you can catch one. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: yeah, we try it. I can, I can see it out my little window in here in my little study. So, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy. Of course, the, awesome. uh, the voice, the very, very distant voice, all the way over the other side of the world, joining me today is old mate Rick, as per usual.
1: As usual. Yeah. Seventeen thousand kilometres apart.
0: I know. How's that? And thanks to the wonders of the internet. We're still recording our shitty little podcast and sending it yep. out to the to the just masses just to annoy you people. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> so this is our annoy first as many people as we can. This is our first episode of twenty twenty two, and I did say at the top of the show, "Happy New Year to everybody." Can we still say that, yes. this? Can we still say Happy uh, New Year? In I've got, I've
1: got a, I've got a rule I've got a rule with that. February's okay. I okay. think when. Like here in Australia, we, you know, in every every country you have summer holidays, which is your extended break for the year. Mm. So obviously ours is this time of the year. So the kids are off school and all the stuff from, say, mid-December through to the end of January, early February. So kids have only just gone back to school this week here in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon the first time you catch up to somebody in that first couple of months of the year... Yeah. Still okay to say happy new year.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say cuz Alicia asked me why like mid Jan she's like is it still okay to say happy new year to people? She's like I'm still yeah, oh, saying yeah. happy yeah. new year to people at work and I said well I think I think the first time you've seen someone after the new year it's still okay yeah. to say hope you've hope you had a good new year and holidays and all that shit.
1: If you don't see them until May or June, yeah. I think <laughs> yeah, it you know, might a be superfluous a bit by then. <laughs> <laughs> might be a bit of a different story. A bit, but, a bit redundant. Yeah,
0: but we do hope you've all we we do hope you have all enjoyed your holidays and um, the month of best of specials that we ran that I cobbled together from last year's yep. show uh, that we've been running for the last four weeks. But we are back now, as I said at the top of the show, back in full swing. We'll be doing uh, weekly shows again if we can get our shit together.
1: Um <laughs> fucked the board up too much.
0: Yeah. Uh we're not gonna try and change too many things this year. It's gonna run as normal, but there might be a couple of little format differences that we change. We're still on our quest to try and get these episodes down to about an hour and a half, which we were very successful with last year. Actually, the last yeah, few yeah, episodes yeah. before I left. So yeah. uh without further waffling, let's uh let's get on with the show. Um Woohoo! Hey, I've got an update for everyone. Remember um back in August of last year I had a parcel sent to me uh from my pal Derek over in the US who picks me up some you picks me up discs over in the US that um I might find a bit difficult to import so most uh, most notably the Disney Movie Club exclusives they release like a bunch of classic or catalog titles to Blu-ray that you can't pick up on the general release market uh, so Derek cobbles up a bunch of stuff, and then, you know, after a few months, he'll send one out. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, Derek sent out a parcel with a bunch of Disney Movie Club shit last August.
1: So about it took... 10 or so, wasn't there, in that? Pardon? There was about 10 or so in it. Yes,
0: there was. There's like okay. a decent bundle, a couple of hundred bucks worth of shit. Because these aren't cheap discs. They're not cheap. And I'm paying fucking... A lot of money for, it, just to be to be quite honest, a lot of shit. But Disney knows that they've got me by the balls and that I would just fucking pay for anything that they put out at this stage. So anyway, I'm buying them all. Derek sent them out like August, so what we're talking, like eight months ago, seven months ago, whatever that is. And I upda- I was updating everyone. For probably the best part of a month, I was updating everyone. What happened with this parcel is it left America, it got to Australia, it went back to America. We we're trying to get onto USPS. This is like two months. We got back onto USPS saying, what the hell is going on? They're like, oh, you didn't pay for premium parking. So, premium parking. You didn't pay for premium postage, so we can't give you any up <laughs> 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 premium parking. Um, yeah, you, did, you, did, uh... you didn't pay for the premium postage, so we can't help you out. And then about a month later, we get another update, which says, oh, it's back in Australia, and it's at Customs. And then after a couple of weeks, it hadn't arrived, and I was ringing AusPost going, what the hell is going on? They're like, yeah, it's probably at Customs. It hasn't passed yet. but We can't help you since this is with USPS. I called USPS. They're like, it's not our problem. This is Australia Post problem, because they've got it now. Anyway, got, ran around and we, in loops. That, and we
1: believe, sorry, we believe that, because Australia Post...
0: Well, you're yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but then I was to like, sorry, it's not in our hands, it's at customs, so this is a customs issue, blah, blah, blah. If it hasn't scanned through the system by now, which at this point was like a month after it had arrived in Australia, that, like, it probably wasn't on the crate that arrived because the crate gets scanned, the crates get scanned, and then that apparently goes on to the uh, tracking as if the pass has been scanned in, and you got to wait for the next scan, which is the pass has gone through customs, right? Um, and then it was just radio silence, for months. I'm talking like three, four months of radio silence. Nothing. Randomly, I wake up about a week ago to a notification on my phone saying, you've got a parcel ready to pick up at your parcel locker. And I instantly know this has to be that package, because this is the only thing I've sent to my parcel locker in probably two years. I thought, you got to be shitting me. The parcel has fucking arrived get on the app, sure enough, there's a thing on there that says this parcel has been delivered to your parcel locker. What had happened is because there was radio silence on this parcel for so long, they actually wiped the tracking on the parcel, it disappeared from my app, but now the tracking was back, and it said, yes, it's in the parcel locker. But 15 minutes after it had been scanned into the parcel locker, there was another scan that said, it's on its way back to the post depot. So I'm going, what the (laughs) hell is going on? I text OzPost on the fucking online chat. I'm going, what is going on with this parcel? They're like, oh, yes, I see that the postman tried to deliver it and there was probably no space in the parcel locker. So he sent it back to the depot. I thought that's very weird because usually if there's no space in the parcel locker, it goes back to the post office where you can go and collect it from the post office. So I thought that's a bit weird, but she'd like just wait a couple of days, and if you haven't heard anything by like Monday, Tuesday, get back in touch, and we'll see what we can do. Tuesday rolls around, nothing. Get back on the chat. I'm like, what is going on with this So They're like, oh, we'll we'll file a um uh, what do you call it a, uh, a missing persons report. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> we'll get we'll we'll figure out what's going on. Another couple of days. I hadn't heard back. I th- called you. I said. Can you fucking call OzPost and find out what the fuck is going on with this parcel? I said, I guarantee it is in the parcel locker, because I'm sure this has happened before, where it says, in the parcel locker, I should have said, usually when you get that message, in the parcel locker, you get a code and a barcode where you can scan it and get your parcel. I didn't get that. So I said, I'm sure I've had this happen before where it scanned in and they didn't send me the code. Call them and find out what's happening. So you got on the phone and within five minutes they were like, Oh yeah, I see what the problem is here. They've scanned it in and then they've accidentally scanned it a second time so you didn't get the code. It automatically crossed out the code. And mm. they said to you, We will cancel this order and get the postman yep. to pick it up and hopefully and bring it back. He will bring it back to the <laughs> post office. And what did you say? <laughs>
1: My answer, answer, when she says hope and hopefully bring it back, I said, don't love, don't say hopefully because it's been, this has been six months. Oh, no, this is, this is only, this is only the last, last few days. I said, no, this is a parcel that's been going around the world for six months. (laughs) Oh, has it? I said, yes, it has. So then she went and sort of checked it out a bit further and. Yeah. Luckily we got somewhere.
0: Yeah. So she gave you a code. They generated yeah. some code and you were able to go to the parts locker and finally well, get the get the package
1: yeah it was actually the code that you were supposed to get oh right they didn't have to generate one that was oh, the, spo- the code that you were supposed to get so they just they they I had to answer a few questions and then she went and spoke to her supervisor and her supervisor said, oh well it seems like it's the right person so yeah pass pass it on oh, my Lord it's like God oh. So, so, yeah, so the upshot was Dave got his parcel. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Give me a clap, give me a clap. After six months. Sound
0: effects, sound effects board. Give me some claps. Oh, lovely. Just what I wanted. Oh, so I finally got it. I got my oh bundle my of. Oh, God. To be quite frankly, absolutely shit movies. Stuff oh, like Oh, yeah, it's, it's all crap. Herbie Fully Herbie. Loaded, <laughs> yeah, the one with Lindsay Lohan from the, the early 2000s. What's G-man. the Cauldron?
1: Was it the something Cauldron? The
0: Black Cauldron, one of the worst the Disney animated cauldron. films of all time, which has finally been put on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, Ice Princess, no idea what the fuck that is, but it's got the Disney label on it and they know I'm buying it, so I grabbed that. Though There was a good one uh, in there, though, The Kid, the Bruce Willis film. Yeah. One of my Ice Favours. Princess.
1: Ice Prince is probably about some Disney princess who sells fucking drugs down on the corner <laughs> on <down> the street. <laughs> probably Elsa gone oh, a, wild. What a, yeah. What a what a what a good uh, synopsis for a film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God! Imagine getting that past them. Seth, a
1: Seth Rogan film.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, probably. So anyway, that's finally over. That drama's over. I finally got it. I kept saying to Derek because he's like, "Let me know. I'll replace the order if you want to." Something telling me. I'm getting this parcel. It's still arriving. There's something saying to me that it's got to be out there somewhere and let's be knocked off. But that's so rare that you actually do get a parcel knocked off and they can't retrieve it. Yeah. So I just but I remember,
1: saying, I remember we, we spoke about it oh, probably two months in Yeah, and we were just saying, just hold off because it yeah. might just turn up after all this yeah. lockdown and shit. Because, they could, because the USPS... They stopped delivering to Australia for a while, didn't yeah, they?
0: Yeah, it was like just after it had left the US for the second time. And I think just, it was like in that period where it had arrived back in Sydney was when USPS were like, yeah, we're not delivering to Australia. So what I reckon is that, I reckon it wound up in some crate with USPS parcels and customs were like, we're not touching this. Um, yeah, because probably. Because about two weeks before that, I had a parcel come through from Mondo which had come mm-hmm. through USPS. And I thought, that's really weird, uh, because the USPS were right, supposed yeah. to be sending to Australia. Yeah. And I thought, I reckon that other pass is going to turn up now. And sure enough, like two weeks later, it's turned up too. So mm. something's happened where it's been, it's just got been caught in this, whatever the fuck's been going on. So I've been saying to Derek, just hold off, just hold off, because I have a feeling this is just going to arrive at some point. So I finally got yeah. it anyway. You're having more troubles with the parcel lockers as well. Oh, so oh my you've God. You've had other stuff go there, and then they didn't send you a code, and that wound up at the post office, yeah. and uh, I can not know. Yeah,
1: disaster. no, that was that was a bit risky, because I, I signed up to my own parcel locker mm. to just to make it, make it a bit easier. If, you know, get stuff delivered on home or whatever, or, you know, which is pretty rare. Mm. Um, so we placed an order. It was a JB order, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a JB order, so we placed a JB order, and JB finished up sending it out in three lots. Yeah, the first one. And this first is only one, like an
0: order of like six discs, by the way.
1: Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Six discs. Six, six discs. They probably cost me what twenty bucks. They were like yeah. some of them were like two fifty each or something. Yeah, it's like
0: a massive clearance sale they're doing at the moment. Get on yeah, there, check it man. out. It's like movies for like eighty cents.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so the first parcel. We didn't get the code for, and then we finished. Up, it finished up back at, back at the post office. The second one, where did the second parcel finish up.
0: The second parcel went to the post locker, but you didn't get the code, and then it. That's then, right, when, then the code came through like an hour later.
1: But it, but it went to the wrong part. Went to the oh, wrong yeah. parcel locker. It was supposed to be uh, there. There are, there are two nearby, and I signed up to one that was closest to us, which is basically just down the end of the street.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Uh, there was the other one at the supermarket. Which is it the one I finished use. up at yeah, the one you used. I finished up at that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just and I thought, what the fuck, you know? And then there's a, another parcel that I've got to go to Um Ospost to pick up Yeah, that's on right, Monday. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's just what a fuck up. You know like Parcel lockers. I don't think we're using them anymore.
0: No, they were so great at the beginning. I think just them. This must be so I many people s- using them now.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, with everybody, you know, working from home and yeah. stuff or whatever, they're all just getting stuff delivered. Oh, if you're working from home, you wouldn't bother. You'd be getting it delivered yeah, home anyway. But a lot more people because they've been advertising it pretty hard the yes. last last few months. I was gonna say, I reckon the parcel, more people lock, the parcel lockers.
0: lockers. On. While Amazon yeah. has here uh, Amazon has a parcel locker service where if you don't want to pay for postage, you can just send it to a parcel locker. I've got two down the road. So if I don't, if I'm not going to be home or whatever, or I don't want to pay for Amazon's two, three pound postage, they can just get yeah. it delivered to a parcel locker down there and go for a walk. So they're becoming uh, more common now. I think more people are clued onto them, more people are using them and whatever else. But yeah, those Oz post ones mm, is just what a disaster. What a disaster. Anyway, how's this? Anyway, Classic 20-minute waffling on at the beginning of a show. It's just like old times.
1: Oh, back into it? the old groove. Love it. I
0: know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let us uh, get on to the uh, first part of the show, which is where we talk about what we've been watching for the month.
1: What a picture. Good picture. Yeah, so much fun. Oh, I've I got there. it right. Yeah, you got it right. What we've been watching...
0: Now, this is going to be a little bit uh, different because we have sort of been watching a little bit of different stuff. Uh, we'll try and go through this pretty quickly because this is like a couple of months worth of watching shit. I... Well, we'll talk about this when we get to the Letterboxd. Um, I'll do my letterboxed wrap. Actually, we'll start with my letterboxed wrapped to give you a little bit of a context behind how much shit I have watched this month or last month, January. Guess how many movies I watched in January. Now... My previous record of movies watched in a month was last January. No, sorry, January twenty twenty-one. Yeah, so last year, yeah, last fifty-nine year. movies I watched Ooh, January geez. last year, and that was that's been like my record ever. So since, about
1: two a bet two a day.
0: Yeah, how many movies do you reckon I watched in January twenty
1: twenty-two? Um, we had a fair bit of time off. I would say you'd have to have done probably that again.
0: Oh, you reckon? Or close to it. Oh, I'll tell you. 78.
1: Oh, oh my God. (laughs) 78. (laughs) Uh, A bit too much time on your hands, boy. Yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) I've been watching um, two every morning. Um, usually it's like either something that I want to watch or something I've got to watch for one of the distributors, like the DVD, Blu-rays and shit that gets sent in. And I've been working my way through all the DreamWorks movies at the moment as well. Um, so there's like fucking 40 odd of them. I'm getting fucking tired of them at this point. I've got like nine left. I'm at the Dregs at the moment. I watched Trolls this morning. Fucking hell. Woke up at (laughs) 6.30am and whacked on Trolls, mate. I tell you, these movies are getting worse. But anyway, so I've been watching them, and then occasionally we'll watch a movie in the evening. We've got our cinema card still, so we're going to the cinema fairly regularly and getting our money's worth out of the cinema cards. I have got seventy eight. How films
1: does how, how does that work? I mean, for the I mean, I, you know, I've got a rough idea, but I mean, there's a lot of people who wouldn't know about a cinema card.
0: Yeah, well, they've got them here. We need them at home. I think they might have them in the US, but here we pay fourteen pounds a month. Actually, this month it goes up to seventeen pound. But we pay Ooh. £14 a month and you get free movies all month. As many movies, unlimited films, you go whenever you want, see a film, and you've paid £14 for the month. Tickets for a movie range between 5 to £9. So by the time you've seen two movies, you've got your money's worth. Yeah. So we just make sure we go and see like four, four, five, six movies and get our <laughs> money's worth. It, they've got an IMAX screen at this cinema. Um. So, if you go to the IMAX, you do have to pay a little extra, but it's like five pound, as opposed to I mm. think fifteen pound for an IMAX ticket here, which about the same at home, which is thirty five, forty dollars for an IMAX ticket now.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. but yeah, so we, yeah, you, been... you, you, you see, you know, go see three, you know, four, five, six movies a month, or four, five, six times you go see says Spider Man.
0: Well, I saw Spider-Man three times, yeah. Well, I paid for spider I paid twice because I saw it in IMAX twice. IMAX. Um, yeah, and then I um, saw it just in a regular screen one morning. I was like, I'm see Spider-Man again. So I booked a regular ticket and went and saw it for free. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah, 78 movies. I'm sh- uh, very disappointed. I'm just too shy of 80. But I think that's still a pretty decent effort. So if there's um,
1: anyone from Hoyts or Village listening,
0: yeah, exactly right. Get this going. <laughs> movie tickets. Well, I I figured Move. that this is most of the time to- because we don't really go to the cinema at home very often, unless it's a preview screening, where they yeah. set, you know my media contacts the the studios will send the tickets, and we go along to review the film or whatever. Um, yep. I figured that this cinema card's actually cheaper than that. I'm paying like fourteen pound for the movie, which is like thirty dollars. But by the time we've seen maybe three or four of these free movies at home, for the studios, and we've paid ten dollars parking each time, and we've used petrol, it works out cheaper this way, or about the same, I reckon. Yeah. So yeah, true. It's pretty good living life like a king mm. over here, I tell you. Um. So yeah, so I'm I'm I've kicked off my my twenty twenty one. Sorry, twenty twenty two. Film watching journey. We did, as I said in the last one, I did 493 movies last year. But 2020 uh, was the record with 565. I'm eyeing that off this year. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to
1: beat that <laughs> oh, this <God>. year. I'm <laughs> on a good start. He's you know, doing a real good start.
0: Yeah. Well, 70, think, Was it 78? 78. Well, now, let me tell you, because we're into um, October now. I just, well, I'll just let me check my, because I've got a, uh, I've got a Twitter thread going as well, which is uh-huh. um, every movie I watch, um, and I'm now up to, let me just check on this one. Very slow Twitter. Here we go. Um, Eighty five. I'm up to now.
1: Decent so effort.
0: Yeah. So, and we're off to the movies tonight to see Jackass Forever. So I'm excited oh for that! It's gonna be great. Uh, so yeah, so that's my uh, that's sort of my journey this year. We'll hopefully try and beat that five hundred and sixty-five from twenty twenty. Uh, my most watched actors so far. The most annoying thing is, and this has been a recurring theme every time I've done Letterboxd, is that when I like do like a massive marathon of animated movies, there's always someone that is like a recurring actor that they keep hiring for the film. So a couple yeah. of years ago when I did the Pixar or the Pixar movies. John Ratzenberger wound up my number one watched actor of the year. <laughs> Last year, one of my number one watched actors was Andrea Romano, who's a voice, um, uh, 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 you call it, uh, actor, voice actor. No, not a voice actor. Well, does voice a little bit of voice acting, but she's a um, uh, like casting, voice casting. All um, oh, right. So then does little cameos, and because of these little cameos she does, she wound up with like one of my, my number one this year. My two number one most-watched actors are two filmmakers who worked on a lot of the DreamWorks movies. Conrad Vernon, who I actually spoke to a few months ago for um, The Adams Family film, um, and Chris Miller. So they've done a bunch of DreamWorks movies and then done little voice cameos and shit throughout, and they've wound up my number one so far. <laughs> um, behind them at, no, at nine yeah. films so far is Tom McGraw and Christopher Knights Again, DreamWorks guys. Uh, but at number seven, we've got Mike Myers...
1: Oh not, God! What's not. I been not watched. While I watched the four Shrek oh, movies. Oh yeah, Shrek. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And then Alicia right. and I
0: uh, binged through the three Austin Powers movies this month as well, which got me oh, up to right. seven Mike Myers films. Um, and coming in, coming at fourth place, um, again, all the stars of the Scream franchise at five because I've watched. <laughs> I watched all the Scream movies: Courtney Cox, David Arquette, and Dave Campbell. Um, so yeah, so my um so far after a month my top actors has been taken over by a lot of just recurring franchise players. And it's gonna be tough, I think, to beat that eleven, those uh DreamWorks guys. It's always a bit of a, a bit of a letdown. A bit of an anti climax when that happens. Um, same with my most watched act uh, directors this year at four movies each, Tom McGrath sorry, yeah, so far this year, January. Tom McGran, Eric Darnell, who worked on the Madagascar films, and Wes Craven, who did the first four Scream films. And then at number three is Jay Roach, who directed the three um, Austin Powers movies. Oh, so same things happen there. So <laughs> catalogue titles, as I said, nearly 80 films I watched uh, in January. So I'm not going to sit here and go through all of them. Uh, we'll talk about, Briefly talk about a few that I watched that I thought were really good um, for, uh, I got around to watching Pride and Prejudice For the very first time oh, This is something Nearly 20 years old I never watched it
1: of course, Yeah, I've been wanting to watch that for a long time
0: Kira Knightley um, uh, Matthew McFadden Is in the Plays Mr Darcy Now he is in Succession Which we've been watching Um and because kind of this has just been released on Blu-ray from Umbrella, so it gave me a good excuse. Oh, we can finally check this one out, but then also because I've been watching Succession and I think Matthew McFadyen's character, Tom on that is probably my favorite character on Succession. I was thinking, oh shit, I'd like to watch Pride and Prejudice. and it just kind of happened to mm, like mm. one of those moments in the universe where everything lines up in the stars. And I finally yeah. get to check out. Anyway, I really loved it. I thought it was really, really good. That's um, right.
1: Of, I'll I'll make the effort to watch it now.
0: I think you should. I think you'd both like it. It's I find the weird thing is I find a lot of these films that are based on literary works to be really hard to watch. They're really yeah, that, slow. Yeah, that's probably why
1: I've never really watched it.
0: It's exactly why. Because I'm the same. The strange thing is, every time I've watched something that's based on a Jane Austen work, I've really liked it. So. Oh. um I, I don't know. Obviously, she, I've never read any of her works. I have like I have all her books, but I've never read them. That's for my retirement in 60 years' time, and I decided to read through all my novels. Um, so, yeah, but I really, really Retirement's really not that it. far away, mate.
1: Huh? Retirement's not that far no, away. No,
0: I know. 40 years. Oh, great. Don't <laughs> remind me. Not even. 30 years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, really love that. I thought it was great. It's shot absolutely beautifully. Um, which oh, really good. Good. It really shocked me just the film, just even the film techniques and stuff that they use in it. There's a lot of, like, crash zooms and stuff, so, like, where they zoom in really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yep. like, there's this one shot where uh, Kira Knightley's character is sort of in the front of the camera, and uh, Mr. Darcy walks in behind her, and there's this really strange sort of crash zoom that zooms into them, and it's just, like really put you in that like a really kind of immersive thing i've never seen it really used in that way before um so i think it's a really interesting one to look at just even the filmmaking techniques but then it's filmed uh all of it was filmed in the peak district um here in um in in the uk in england which is so gorgeous just picturesque when you picture like the hills Mm. and um what do you call them um the from, Wuthering, you know, Wuthering Heights, where it was set up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, Stay whatever. in the fields, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. fields. Gorgeous, Fjords, big maybe? Rock. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. But I don't want dead air on this podcast, so we'll keep going. <laughs> but, you know, big, <laughs> exactly. big, big rocks and this gorgeous shot where Keira Knightley's standing on this rock, just looking out over the things. I'm like, oh, where is this? I've looked it up. Like Peak District, and funny enough, me and Alicia were actually talking about, oh, we should go to the, the Peak District, like, a week earlier. And I was like, yeah, okay, we have to go. Uh, I shot it a lot of it shot on like this kind of estate that you can go and visit as well, like a big mansion there and really looks really beautiful. Mm. In fact, every time um I am having a little bit of a moan to a leash of text or whatever, she'll send me a gif of someone running over a bridge, like saying, get over it. Right, so that's oh, the thing. Yeah. Just like, just get over it. Right, I'm watching this movie, and that's where the fucking clips from is this thing where Kira Knightley's running <laughs> over the bridge. It's like, oh my god, there it is. So I said to Alicia, Well, you can go to that bridge now. So, anyway, so that was great. I think you'd actually really like that. You probably both like that. Check that it's not boring, like, sometimes these literary adaptations can be quite boring, yeah. but it's really, yeah. really quite good. Um, oh, good. And that same director did one called Atonement. Which also has Keira Knightley. We've got that on Blu-ray. I've seen Atonement. Yeah, I haven't. I've, I've never watched, watched that. it, but it looks good yeah. uh, So I'm gonna watch. That's on Netflix here, so I'll check that out. Uh, another mm. one I watched was called Never Look Away. This is a German film from a few years ago. It's about three hours long. And I loved it. I just thought this was just so good. Um, mm. It's like this multi-generational. I don't want to say too much because um, I don't want to spoil it. If you're gonna check it out. It goes for three hours, but it's like this multi generational thing where it shows the things of the past can come to affect generations down the line. And yep. it's almost like this thing where the offspring of someone meets up with the offspring of someone else and then they learn about this shared family history, which is, and it's kind of set in the background mm-hmm. of um, Nazi Germany and communist Germany. Forties, fifties, sixties. It's just such a wonderful film. Um, and I had, a, I
1: had a bit of a flick. I had a bit of a flick through that and had to watch little bits and pieces. Of it and I thought, yeah, that actually looks yeah. really good. So, and that's after you watched it and said it was, yeah, yeah, said it was good. So I've had, I've had a little bit of a look at uh, a little bit of that. Yeah, and thought mm, that's one. Of, that's foreign language too, isn't it? Yeah, it's German. Is that the foreign? La- yeah, it is the yeah, foreign yeah. language one. Um, but you're getting yeah, so a bit better I with the
0: subtitle films.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of in. Uh, I'm sort of. Getting you know over that, yeah, fear of having to sit there and watch you know, you you miss a lot of miss a lot of the visuals when you're reading the text you know, yeah. and I'm a slow reader so that yeah. doesn't help. Um,
0: but yeah, so this was yeah. wonderful. But the thing, the great thing is like foreign cinema is actually so different, and I don't you don't really realize until you watch it. It's just a way yeah. different people from different countries. Uh, make films is just so different stories they tell are so different like this is a a film you would never have seen come out of Hollywood Um, and I Mm. just think it's just so great to experience these films from all these different nationalities and like this is one I've seen a few German movies uh, but this is the one where I've thought this is just fantastic and the main character sort of gets into art to sort of express feelings and whatever and it's just this really beautiful sort of love letter to art as well so that's all kind of tied into it oh cool really good check that out another couple that i checked out that i thought were really quite good these are a couple that have been released by uh, via vision's imprint label recently um is uh the gift which is this sort of like mid to late 2000s horror film directed by sam Raimi who did mm-hmm. the, spy- the three Spider-Man films. He did, like, Evil Dead, um, all those, that series of films. Uh, but this is sort of like a more, I guess, contemporary kind of horror, psychological horror film. Um, I thought it was really good. It's got Cate Blanchett in the lead. It's got an enormous cast, like a fucking huge cast. I think it's co-written by Billy Bob Thornton. So Billy Bob oh, and, really? the, and the other guy who wrote Sling Blade, this was the um, mm-hmm. their follow-up. To uh, To Sling Blade. Um, but the cast is enormous. It's got, uh, as I said, Kate Blanchett, Katie Holmes, Keanu Reeves, Giovanni uh, Rabisi, Greg Kinnear, Hilary Swank, uh, Gary Cole, J.K. Simmons, uh, Michael Jeter, Kim Dickens. Like a, a massive cast. It is really good. Really good. I feel like it's one of those movies that just sort of got overshadowed at the time maybe by other things or just went on to be yeah. sort of a like underrated. I thought it was really I thought it was really quite good. Um, and the other one was Stir of Echoes, which um is another sort of horror film, psychological horror th- film with Kevin Bacon, uh Stir of Echoes. And I thought it was really good as well. Mm. It's got like a murder mystery where this guy sort of starts having these visions of this murdered teen and who's been killed in this town many years earlier and he kind of starts investigating, takes on to himself to start investigating and all this weird shit starts happening around him. Um, It's kind of similar to The Sixth Sense, sort of in its style, its tone, and it it came out the same year um, as The Sixth Sense. So um, I believe that got overshadowed by The Sixth Sense and sort of became that film that was... No, well oh, right, right, okay. Um, but those yeah. two are really quite good, so definitely check mm. uh, them out. Yeah, um, I watched one called On the Rocks. This is an Apple TV Plus movie. It's got um, Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. Really, really yep. good. Um, you haven't watched this? Been putting no. this off for ages. It's been there. It's been on there for a couple of years. I know Mum watched it one afternoon on her phone. I come in, she's watching, I'm like, what are you doing watching this on your phone for? She's like, I don't know, it was easy. So you can't, we do have Apple TV on the TV. Oh, I'm just watching it on the phone. All right. Um, But yeah, finally watched that. I thought that was really good. Just a fun little sort of romantic, dramedy, comedy sort of thing. He's like the deadbeat dad who's not been in her life, who sort of tries to come back into her life and help her fix things up with her husband and all this stuff. It's quite good. Like the Mm. typical sort Mm. of contemporary Bill Murray sort of dramedy. Felt, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Really good. So I'd say check that out. Mum probably well, like won't his like his later
1: like his later stuff like that.
0: Yeah, um, you know that
1: that one where where he was uh, the 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 grumpy bloke living next door to the kid and, baby, and looking after the kid. And
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that one called? Oh, Saint something or other. Can't
1: remember. Yeah, that's it. right. Uh, Saint Vincent.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Lost Saint in Translation, Vincent. all that kind. Great of stuff. film. Very, Great very film. Similar. Yeah. Awesome. I um, will oh, have to watch it. I also checked out The Lovebirds, which is one on Netflix. I don't know if you end up watching this one. This sort of went up peak, like the the very beginning of the pandemic. It was supposed to be released by Paramount. And then when everything went to shit in the world, Paramount just went, right, sell it. This was one of the first movies that got sold off to a streamer because of the pandemic. It's got Kumail Nanjiani um, and the, uh, the name of the woman in it, oh, it just escapes me at the moment. But she's absolutely wonderful. Um, oh, Issa Rae, of course. Uh, it's I thought it was quite good. It's like an action crime comedy where they kind of get... It's this couple that gets mixed up. Their, um, their car gets hijacked by a guy who runs over some other guy and kills him and then leaves the scene. So they end up getting framed for the murder and they go on the run from the cops. Uh, it's quite good. Um, IMDb has it at a 6.1. I'd say that's probably about right. But it's one of those just fun, dumb comedies for like a Friday or a Sunday night. Um, yep. And they're they're both great in that Sauray and Kumar Nanjiani, both fantastic. I definitely recommend uh, giving that one a watch as well. Um, otherwise, I finally watched all the Scream movies. Loved them. Thought they were great. Uh, I, think mm. on the fir- I, th- I think I've watched the first one like many years ago, probably with my mate Lockie. Um, just one evening, he always used to make me watch shitty movies that I didn't want to watch. Some <laughs> horror film, I'd be like, I don't want to watch a horror movie. I don't like horror movies. i like, can't oh, shut up! If you put this on, um, and yeah, they're all they're all fun. They're just all just dumb fun. And we saw the new one, of course, which is a lot of fun as well. Um, mm. revisit revisited some old favorites like the Austin Powers movies, School of Rock. I forced I watched Alicia them for to watch the other day. What's that? Austin Powers. It's Austin,
1: Austin. Powers. So I haven't watched them for years. Yeah,
0: no, me either. I reckon it was since I was a kid.
1: How'd they, how'd they hold up?
0: Still fucking so funny. We really? Were, yeah, I've never seen Alicia laugh so much. I've said many times on this. It's hard for me to tell what she will enjoy because sometimes yeah. there's stuff that she just will hate. Like if it's a comedy, it's a dumb comedy. She'll be like, this is just too dumb for me. But then she'll fucking love something like Austin Powers. Or mm, want to Jeff go and yes. see Jackass, yeah? Like, she's the one who's like, can we see Jackass? I guess so, if you want to. Um, but yeah, so we were just, particularly in the second film, Spy Who Shagged Me, we were just absolutely losing it. You got Fat Bastard and Mini Me, and just <laughs> so funny. <laughs> got my paper pack, paper pack, paper pack ribs. ribs. It is as funny as that they have held up so well. It, it really oh, awesome. surprised me. Because you know sometimes you jump back into a movie you haven't seen since like 2003 yeah. and it's just not the same but these that, movies have fucking held up so well.
1: That's yeah. why I've never revisited them because I'm just yeah. a bit scared that they're going to be crap and I'm not no, going to enjoy them.
0: They are so fu- and they're so clever and I think because I watched them when I was a kid and I had never I've not re- I don't think I've watched them since I was maybe 12 or 13 years old. I'm now picking up on all the very adult jokes in it.
1: Yeah, it's so a little nuances.
0: Top, so, like, even Alicia was the same. She hadn't watched it for a long time, and we were saying it's sort of like when you're a kid, you know it's funny. You know that this, this is funny because it's a dirty joke, but you don't really get it. Understand and when it, when yeah, you go back right. now and you get it, even just some of the little things, like they're not too over-the-top or risque or raunchy or, you know, anything, like, major. But it's these little, just these little, might even just be like a sight gag or a little quip or something that you finally understand and it clicks and you're like, oh my God, that's yeah. why that's funny. Um, it just, yeah. So they are very, 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 very funny movies and they all still <laughs> hold up. But the second one, Spy Who Shagged Me, so fucking funny. Loved it. Um, and then our New Year's Eve movie, because we were home, we couldn't do anything thanks to this pandemic. We watched The 40 Year Old Virgin because it was on Netflix and I was like, fuck it, I'm watching this.
1: Yeah, I, I, I still enjoy I watched that. I saw that oh, ages ago, but still yeah. enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I was probably about three rums deep at the time, my uh, Captain <laughs> Morgan and Coke, and we were trying to find something. I was like, I just want to watch something that is just dumb, fun, um, and we came across 40-Year-Old Virgin. I was like, that is it. That's the movie I want to watch right now. I was fucking loving it. I thought it was so funny as well. Could have been the Captain Morgan but I was having the best night of my life. Best news. Was that of my
1: was life. that the night was that the night Alicia kept sending me videos of you? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> I was just
0: enjoying I was loving life. I was loving life. It um, was funny yes. as hell too. So that's uh, of, that was funny that's as hell. Sort of like the be- best catalog stuff I've watched. You, what have you, what have you watched? If you can remember.
1: Not, not a huge, not a huge amount, Dave. I've, I've been really sort of a bit busy, you know, work mm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I did watch. I finally got around to watching War Dogs. Oh yes. And uh, and actually really enjoyed that. I thought sort of very good. Didn't think movie. it was too bad a film. And then yeah. the other night or oh, last last weekend we watched, uh, um, what's it called, Night School. Oh yeah. Um, it's a bit crap, but yeah, it's it was easy to watch. You know, Kevin Hart uh, for a Sun for a Sunday night. And I and I like Kevin Hart. You know, all five yeah. foot two of him. Yeah, you, you're not a big fan, though, are you, of Kevin Hart?
0: Um, he's like I'm re- like hot and cold on him. Sometimes he's in something I'm like, you're so fucking annoying, and then other times I actually really quite enjoy him. I think Night School was one I didn't like, and it's odd because i really like tiffany haddish as well i think she's great yeah yeah um, but this I, I didn't really like from memory it's been a couple of years since i watched it but i, I didn't really enjoy that one which yeah. was which was a bit sad because i i thought and i thought this is going to be one that i'm going to enjoy but i yeah, didn't really but i mm. really loved war dogs when i watched that a couple of years yeah ago but well. now
1: we've sort of really been watching more um series and stuff yeah. than than movies really yeah um because you know we'll, we'll only get an hour or two at night so it's it's not really long enough to watch, you know, mm. two, two and a half hour film. Yeah. Um, and most of the short shorter films, we've sort of watched them because, you know, we've only got yeah. a short amount of time. So we'll watch the shorter ones. So. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, so it's really just been TV shows that we've been watching more than anything.
0: Yeah. Well, we've pretty, pretty much
1: the same stuff you've been watching.
0: Well, yeah, pretty much. But well, We've we found almost every fucking movie that's out at the moment is two and a half hours long. What the hell is going on yeah. with that? Yeah. It pisses us off. We're like, we just want to go to the movies and see something maybe after work. Alicia gets off work maybe 4.30 so we can probably make like a, a 5.30, 6 o'clock session. But then when the movie's like two and a half hours long, they play 20 minutes of ads at this cinema. So a movie might not start yeah, until 6.30. God. That's 9 o'clock you're getting out of the cinema. You're not home until 9.30. You haven't had dinner. It's just... And I've, I really wanted to see Nightmare Alley they played it for a week here. Um and we miss we were gonna go a couple of weeks ago and then we sort of didn't end up getting time to see it. And we're gonna see it this this past weekend. Um but the only time they had it on one screening every day which was like nine o'clock. Like this oh, nine bugger that. it was like a nine forty five screen it was like an eight forty five screening. So I figured by the time the movie starts, it's past nine o'clock. I'm not out of that. I'm not out of that cinema until quarter to eleven, or like a Sunday night. I'm like, there's fucking no way I'm doing that, or a work night.
1: No, it'd be it'd be it'd be later than that. If It's a two and a half hour film, and it starts at night, It's eleven thirty. Oh,
0: well, yeah. oh yeah, there you go.
1: Eleven thirty quarter to twelve. It's
0: Really oh, late. Oh, so I was like, there's no way Hang I'm doing ahead.
1: that. Not on a school night.
0: I'm at this point now. I don't know if it's because I'm waking up early or because I'm old now but I'm falling asleep by 10.30 if I'm in a cinema.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: I was seeing when we saw House of Gucci, I was like, could have been, it could have been the movie because the movie was not the best, uh, but I was like, fucking hell, I'm falling asleep. I was like, this is the first time in my life where I'm feeling like I'm actually falling asleep in a cinema. So I'm like, if there's a screening, it's after like 8 o'clock, no deal. Not doing it for like a two and a half hour movie. But yet it's been so rare to be able to find something. It's an hour and a half. So tonight we're seeing Jackass. like, fuck yes, finally, like an hour and a half movie we can go and see on a Friday night. And there's some like Mm. J-Lo, Owen Wilson romantic comedy coming out soon that (laughs) Alicia wants to see. I'm like, fuck, I'm game. It looks awful, but I'm game to see it because it's an hour and a half. I just want to see something (laughs) that's short, man. But literally almost every movie, I'm like... These are A lot of these movies that we've seen recently, Matrix Resurrection was two and a half hours. Spider-Man No Way Home was two and a half hours. The King's Man was just over two hours. Um, the Last Duel was two and a half hours. Scream, luckily, was about two hours. Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne, I think, was a bit over two hours. Um, movie called The Tender Bar, which just hit Amazon, two and a half hours. Almost everything that is be- that we have gone to see at a cinema or watched on streaming is a two and a half hour epic. Not all these movies need to be two and a half hours long. And *House of Gucci* was another one, and like whatever else. There was a couple we saw. Oh, that one with Will Smith, um, *King King Richard*, two and a half oh, hours. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I just want to go. What's what happened to the days where you would go to a cinema or for ninety minutes and just watch an hour and a half film and that's it, go home. Or you sit at home yeah. a Friday night. You want to put a movie on that, or you know Wednesday, Thursday night, hour and a half. All these movies are two and a half hours long now. It just don't need to be this long. I don't mind a long film. They don't all need to be this long. It's crazy.
1: No, exactly right. There's we a lot of talk- there's a lot of, fi- of filler in a lot of those too. Yeah,
0: we've got um, the Batman. The new Batman film comes out in March. Three hours long.
1: Yeah. Three hours long. That's okay if it's good. But oh, yeah. My God, oh, I'm, ga-
0: I'm game for that for Batman. And Spider Man, I was fine with two and a half hours. I just like pick, mm. the, pick the film. Like The Last Duel, for example, probably didn't need to be two and a half hours long. There's a lot of filler in that movie. House of Gucci probably could have been 80 minutes. Um, you know, it's just very long. So anyway, mm. they're all the movies that I've sort of seen recently. I ratted it off a lot of them. Anyway, I finally did see Matrix Resurrections. I thought it was quite good. You you saw that before me. We talked yeah, about that yeah. briefly last yep. week. I did like yeah. how they like tied in the old films and very mm. very meta in the way that he this version of Neo in this new movie. Was the creator of the Matrix, which was apparently like a video game. So the original three movies were actually a video game, and this new movie, and just yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. No, I didn't. I did. I did
0: actually enjoy it. I did enjoy that. I'm happy I went back and rewatched the um, the original three because I would have been so lost.
1: Oh, we we did the same. <clears throat> we watched the three, the, the first three before. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was you know, it was just a waste.
0: Yeah. Couldn't get through it.
1: Just a waste.
0: Kingsman. Uh, I really liked the Kingsman. This is the prequel to the Kingsman series. Uh, mm-hmm. This one's sort of set in World War One, so at the beginning of World War One. It brings in a lot of like the um, political figures of the era, so like King George and the Tsar and um, you know um, Rasputin and Lenin and all those. And it's just like this really, you know, the Kingsman movies are like just wacky, over yep. the top. Action, comedy shit. A lot of people are railing on this movie, but I think it's fucking great. I had a lot of fun with it. Alicia really liked it too. Just dumb, fun, comedy, action, adventure. That's mm. hitting Disney Plus, I think, in a couple of weeks' time. So you'll be able to check oh, that awesome. one out. Yeah, no, far- They look f- forward to that one. They're fast-tracking a lot of their movies to um, after cinema now. Uh, the Last mm. Duel, we both watched this one. I really liked it. It was very good. Ridley Scott's uh, latest epic with uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jody Coma, yep. um what's his name?
1: Kylo Ren,
0: Adam Driver.
1: Yeah, we watched that too. It was actually really good.
0: Very good. Heavy, very really heavy. enjoyed
1: it. Yeah. No, I really it did really enjoy that.
0: Yeah. Um that's very I love Ridley Scott. It's funny because Ridley Scott will often do two movies in a year and one of them is always really good and the other's a dud. So, in this case, you've got him doing The Last Duel and House of Gucci in one year. (laughs) So, Mm. uh, there you go. But that was good. Uh, Another one we saw was Belfast. Fantastic film. Absolutely fantastic. You will, this will be one of, I guarantee, this is a movie that you will talk about for years once you've seen it. Yeah, it's written, directed.
1: When's it out here? Do you know?
0: I think it's just open there. Um, it's written and directed by Kenneth Branagh, and it's sort of based on his childhood in um, Northern Ireland during the Troubles. Sort of like oh, yeah. was that like the nineteen sixties, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties? Sort of. It's like the you know the the IRA. Pick, pick, any, de-
1: pick any decade, really. Oh yeah, but 50, it was like 60s, that. Sixties, seventies, eighties.
0: Well, it's that sort of era that they call the Troubles with the sort of the beginning of the IRA and all this Mm, kind mm. of thing and the the wars between the Protestants and the Catholics and a very quaint, very small little film, very intimate kind of movie. As I said, it's sort of based on his childhood. I just thought it was fantastic. The little kid that's in it um, that is playing sort of like the fictionalised version of Kenneth Branagh is fantastic Um, and you've got um, uh, the lead in it, Jamie Dornan. Uh, who I think is just great. He is so good. Of course, he was... Fifty Shades. Yeah, I was going to say Christian Grey from Fifty Shades. But he's been doing some some really, really good stuff at the moment. He's on a BBC Mm. show, uh, which is currently airing or may have just finished. It's called The Tourist. We watched a couple of episodes of that. It's actually quite good, but we haven't got around to finishing it. Uh, so Belfast, very good. Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne, fantastic. I love that as well. Really quirky, weird film. Benedict Cumberbatch and Claire Foy. Um, it's about this, it's a true story about this artist called Lewis Wayne who did really weird, um, sort of psychedelic, um, expressionist sort of drawings of cats. You'll know his work. Like, if you look up Lewis Wayne, Cats, you'll know, you'll see his drawings. And yeah. um, yep. he's the one, I never realised, but he's the one who popularised owning cats as a pet. Oh, really? So before this time, before he drew these paintings, which were like, they just were phenomena at the time, is the first sort of thing where an artist has created this distinct style and not put copyright on it. So everyone else starts doing drawings in his style. They started replicating all of his paintings and stuff. You could buy postcards, posters, all that kind of shit. Cause he hadn't copywritten that. So he made very little money from, you know, all of his work. Um, but because of this craze behind all these paintings of cats, it popularized owning cats as a pet. I just thought that no. was just fascinating. But it's a weird quirky film. I really love that too. Um, but other than that, they're the big ones that were sort of sent cinemas, and um, the rest has been streaming stuff. The Tender Bar, Ben Affleck, I thought was so boring. You'll probably like it. It's like a coming of age. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one of those coming of age movies that you really like. Um, I usually oh, yeah. really like them, but I thought it was I thought it was just two and a half hours too long.
1: It's dumb, boring.
0: Morris. Yeah. Um, Hotel. He Friend- does a few of them, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. You. Ca- ca- he does some really good stuff, and I always feel like, Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Ben Affleck. And then he does a dud, and it's like, Oh man, when he does a dud, it's a dud, it's a mm. real dud. Um, yeah, Hotel Transylvania 4 is an Amazon Prime exclusive, quite good. It's a, like, I think it's probably one of the better ones of the Hotel Transylvania films. It's not saying a lot because they're not fantastic, but it was okay. Um, and really, that's sort of about it. We watched one with Sandra Bullock called The Unforgivable. Just like an action thriller thing. Really classic kind of thing she would have done in the 90s. Quite fun, enjoyed that. And one with Halle Berry called Bruised on Netflix, where she's an MMA fighter, which is quite good as well. Nice little dramatic uh, film.
1: Yeah, imagine. funny, I can't um, really do Halle Berry films anymore. I don't know, but she hasn't, like, she hasn't done any for really, ages. She hasn't, yeah, no, she hasn't done anything at all. And even when she was, a lot of it was just blur. So I'm interested to sort I couldn't, of check that one out. To, to be honest. honest, I
0: couldn't name a Halle Berry film other than Swordfish. Maybe, um, what was that one with Billy Bob Thornton? Um, was it called? Monster? I was going to say Monster, but I'm not sure if it was Mo- Monster's Ball.
1: Monster's Ball, that's That was right. very good
0: as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of all the major stuff we've been watching at the moment.
1: But you didn't do your TV. What? We did. Oh, didn't we didn't do TV. TV. Jesus, so yeah. that's not
0: the end of the segment.
1: So we we'll get through this real quick, though. The Book of Boba Fett, what do you think?
0: I could fucking talk about Boba Fett for a long time. Um, mm. I am not a
1: fan. I'm, I'm I'm sort of a bit on the fence with it. I'm just hoping it's going somewhere. I was actually speaking to somebody yesterday at work who's a huge Star Wars fan, as it turned yeah. out, and I would never have known. He's not the sort of guy that I would have thought would have been a huge fan, but he's a huge fan, apparently. And he is loving it, he says. That's what Absolutely I, this is... love it. Okay,
0: the thing with Boba Fett is this is a really frustrating show. It is so yeah. frustrating. This is a spin off of The Mandalorian. It's set uh, like almost immediately after the events of The Mandalorian season two, where Boba Fett ends up taking over Jabba the Hutt's crime. He becomes a new crime lord of Tatooine after he's escaped the Sarlacc pit and all this shit. Um, So this is a seven-part mini-series, The Book of Boba Fett. This is the finally... After all these years, Boba Fett gets his time to shine. We're going to get our own Boba Fett television series. First three episodes are frustrating as hell. Because you get about five, ten minutes of stuff that's set in the post-Mandalorian timeline. Then he jumps in the fucking back-to-tank... and forty minutes of the episode is flashbacks between Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian, filling in that sort of backstory. So yeah. immediately you've got these two sort of story I don't mind flashback stuff, but when you get like five minutes of this piece of this story that is pushing your narrative forward and you're like, Oh shit, yeah, what's gonna happen? And then, oh I need to get have my little wash in my back to tank now, gets in his tank, and then he just has these fucking long and quite frankly boring flashbacks it's like I don't know what's going on it's like pick pick a lane either make this series a flashback series where you're filling in that gap and then come back to the story with Mando season three or just do a season that is like directly after season two of Mandalorian just have it set pick a time frame because I think like I said flashbacks are fine I feel like the way they've dealt with it, the way it's presented, is really frustrating, and I know you've been mm. really confu- confused you.
1: Yeah, 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 it confused the shit out of me, Yeah. trying to work out where it's going. Because because I don't know the Star Wars, because I never really watched it when it first came out, and I've only ever watched yeah. it since you watched it as a kid, mm. you know. Um, so I don't really know it intimately like you do, and I know mm. the basics of it yeah, and everything yeah. else, but you've got to know it fairly intimately to know Boba Fett. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I don't know it that well to know Boba Fett. But and, and to get to get what is you know, the the current storyline of Boba mm. Fett and then get all these flashbacks and stuff, it's like, what the fuck are we doing now? We're, why are we going back to Oh yeah, now I can see why we're but it's just really hard to sort of I found it really hard to follow and yeah and fi- found found it pretty dull to be honest.
0: Have you watched In fact so
1: dull. I haven't watched I haven't watched this week's one. I was one.
0: gonna say have you watched it do you mind spoilers for this week's episode? No, or would I don't you give a shit. <laughs> I Okay, don't so...
1: I'll forget, I'll forget five minutes after you tell me anyway.
0: Well, the pre the previous episode, right, Boba Fett wasn't in it at all. That's right, yep. The Mandalorian's back in this show, and he's fucking taken It was Mandalorian
1: right?
0: 1.5. Yeah, so Mando's back, he's doing his shit. It was quite a good episode. It's the best episode of the season up to that point, and Boba Fett's not even in it. This, this week's episode, same thing. Boba Fett is in it for maybe one minute, Mandalorian meets up with boba fett shares a few words that's it rest of the episode is fucking mandalorian it is the biggest piece of fan service i've ever seen in my life you get some mandalorian doing some shit then they introduce timothy oliphant's character from mandalorian comes back into it for a little bit I and then and then yeah 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 God. <laughs> then we've got Luke Skywalker. Remember how last season they did like the deep fake thing? They did the Mark yep. Hamill's face yep. over. He's back, and you get like this fifteen minute sequence with Luke Skywalker and Baby Yoda. He's training him. He's building the Jedi Fortress from the sequel trilogy. Yep. So remember in the last, um, uh, the last Jedi where Luke has exiled himself at his what was yep. his Jedi Academy? So yep. he's starting to build his Jedi Academy. Then we get Ahsoka Tano comes into it, who's like a big fan favourite character. She was in the last season of Mandalorian, um, Rosario Dawson's character. She's the orange one with the big ears sort of things coming up her head. She comes into it for a bit. She like meets up with Luke Skywalker. First time they've ever been seen on screen together. Um, And then we get this other character called Cad Bane, who's a character from the Rebels and Clone Wars, or from the Clone Wars series. Fans love him. He comes into it at the very end. It's literally just like cameo 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 cameo. Look at all this cool Star Wars shit shoved into this one and I'm going, "All right, so this is like what what is what is this show? Is this Boba Fett or is this have we just suddenly gone into like the book of Star Wars or is this the Mandalorian season 3? Mandalorian 2.5?" Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm sitting here thinking like. we've finally got a chance to have like a seven-part limited series that focuses on Boba Fett. What the fuck is this? He's not even in it. Mm. I, my, I think what could have worked, three-part limited series about Boba Fett, which is all the flashback shit, all the flashback shit that fills in that gap yep. between Return of the Jedi and Mandalorian, all the flashback stuff is just like a limited three-part miniseries, television event, tally movie sort of thing. And then you jump into all this shit in Mandalorian season three. Or just have another short like the book of something, the book of Mando or some shit, which is like that a mini series that comes in between Mando two and three. Cause even Mando mm. disappears for fucking half of this last episode of Boba Fett. But here's the big problem a lot of like the really huge Star Wars fans, the the, the ones that like the level above diehards, me, the yeah. nuts, the diehards, they fucking eating this up like it's like, yep. oh, like it's steak, like it's a beautiful, fresh, they fucking loving it. And what pisses mm. me off is that all this is is like fan service shit. It's like yep. Luke Skywalker, Baby Yoda, Sokotano, Cad Bane, Mandalorian, Boba Fett. This is cool shit. Oh, you've got stuff from the prequels coming in. Boba Fett's now flying around in one of the Naboo Starfighters. He's back on Tatooine. Oh, he's down in the pod racing thing. That's all it is. And the same people who are eating this shit up are the people who hated the sequel movies for doing the same stuff, for bringing back old mm. characters, for setting mm. it on new planets. These people are like, all oh, these movies are is like fan service. It's fan bait. It's, oh, it's so shit. But those movies, I feel like they did it actually quite respectfully and quite beautifully. They brought in these little mm. things, tied them back into the other movies. And now this movie, this show is just so over the top, but they're all fucking eating it up. I don't get it. I just don't yeah. get it. So I'm just so, like, I'm... I don't... I think maybe the sticking point here is that this is supposed to be a seven-part mini series about Boba Fett, and... The episodes that Boba have fo- not in it. The, the, well, the episodes that have focused on Boba Fett have been so fucking frustrating to watch. And then when you're finally getting somewhere, when you're, he's finally like, "That's it, I'm all healed." You know, that episode, he's like, "I'm all healed." You're like, "Finally, flashback stuff is gone. We can get on with the story." He fucks off. He's not even there. <laughs> he's gone. He's out of his own show. I'm like, "What the hell am I watching?" Maybe that's the sticking point. Maybe if this had a different label on it, I'd be enjoying it more. Um, but I just—I I don't know. I think I'm just—I've just had enough of Star Wars at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you're on about, I and mean, it's just—I, I just can't. I'll, I'll, I'll persist with it and get through to get the through end, it. but. I'm not going to enjoy it. There's I think...
0: one more episode, so get through it. And I'm sure there's a point, because there's always a point to these things, like what you say about Marvel. There might be a couple of weird things, but then they eventually tie it all together. Um, yeah. So I get it. I get there's a point. I get there's a story. They're probably going to tie up. I reckon Boba Fett comes into Mando Season 3, and they team up, and they're fighting alongside each other. But why... I And I understand maybe using this series as a setup for that, But the way they've gone about doing it is just so fucking weird. So weird. Yeah. So anyway, on to the next show. Um, Mm. Pam and Tommy has just hit Disney Plus as well. (laughs) Oh, God. How many... Have you only watched the first one?
1: I've only watched the first one.
0: Oh, my God.
1: i actually quite enjoyed it. I I thought, oh, this looks like it's going to be okay.
0: Watched the second one last night, and it is some of the craziest shit you will ever see on a television show.
1: Oh, really? It
0: is full-on. It goes hard, quite literally. Um, (laughs) It is... I remember hearing a long time ago that um, Sebastian Stan was going full frontal for this series. And surely enough, he certainly does. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, I think there might be a little bit of prosthetics involved here, but it's... (laughs) It's a little bit hard to tell. I know they've definitely, there's a lot of makeup that's gone um, into Lily James to make her look like um, uh, Pamela Anderson. And I'm sort of sitting there like, I won't say this in like the least creepy way, but you're sort of trying to look at where the prosthetics are and you can't, (laughs) they are so good, like the makeup team has done such a fucking good job on this program that you can't, you cannot tell where the prosthetics are. You can't tell how they've covered seams. It's just like, just admiring like the artistry of yeah. how they can transform a person, I think is fascinating. And I'm sitting there like, Alicia just watching it for this program. And then here I am like, I'm just like, I can't figure out how they've done this. I can't figure <laughs> out how, where these prosthetics and I'm looking at Sebastian Stan. I'm like, is that a prosthetic, or is that real? Or yeah. this is one of the fucking craziest things. I won't say too much, but episode two is fucking it's bonkers. Uh, there's a but third you, one oh,
1: on there. By, by all reports, Tommy Lee, you know, big boy. <laughs> well, so yeah. so there so, so there have to be quite a bit of prosthetic. Involved I I, in
0: I think there is a. I think there's a lot of prosthetics at work here on on both of them. Um, but I think it's fantastic. I think it's I think it's really good so far. Uh, there's a third episode up there at the moment. I'm not sure how many shows there are supposed to be. I think it's like seven or eight. They did send me screeners for this a while ago, but it's not something that's like in the demographic of my program. So I didn't want to do a review. So I'm happy to wait for it to roll out on Disney Plus week by mm, week. Mm. Um, and watch it without the big, you know, what do you call it, watermark and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm enjoying. It's very, it's very good, and I think it, it is wild. It's over the top. It's crazy. It's full frontal. It's everything. But it handles the topic really well from these first two episodes. Anyway, it it tackles it quite respectfully, and it handles these people like it'd be so easy to go. Let's make this show about these, you know, people who made a fucking sex tape, and just make it just wild and over the top. And it is. But there's this real human element to it, where you quite rightfully feel quite quite a lot of sympathy for for these people, mm, um, yeah. and I think it's just beautiful how they've managed to kind of make this series the way they have. Do yeah.
1: so you remember Seth Rogan talking about this years ago?
0: Yeah, it's been in work for a while.
1: It was on some talk show um, where he was talking about talking about the uh, making that 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 series. It's an eight it's an eight part thing. I just had a look, so yeah, ah, right. So, yeah, so that's been in the works for a long time. But it looks really good. I, I, I enjoyed the first step, and I, after we finish here, I might go and watch the second one.
0: Yeah, you'll really enjoy it. And I'm telling you right now, I'm very happy I'm not there watching it with you. I'm happy to not be watching <laughs> this, this series in particular. Like One of those uncomfortable things you've watched that you, a to lot watch of with uncomfortable your parents. Stu- yeah. I've watched a lot of uncomfortable stuff with my parents <laughs> in the past, but I tell you, I'm happy I'm not watching this with you because this is fucking. This is rated R, 18. plus. This is really? an Australian R, and it is incredibly really? rare for a television program to be an R. So oh. that is. And the craziest thing is, it's Disney, man.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's what I couldn't get. Was It's a show about a. You know, a couple that made a sex tape, and it's on Disney Plus. It's like, and then I saw the the, the name of the first episode and thought, yeah. "My God, how the hell are they going to let that through?" Yeah, it's yeah, like it's technically really
0: technically it's a Hulu show, so in America it airs on Hulu, which is Disney's sort of more mature streaming service over in the states. Um, but all the Hulu stuff comes to well, they they sold off a lot of Hulu stuff to Stan originally, and I'm shocked that this didn't go to Stan. I thought this would have certainly Not. been off I thought there's no way they're gonna put this on Disney Plus. But sure enough they put it on Disney Plus Star, which is the more mature kind of adult section of um of Disney Plus. And um the the weird thing about it though is if you look at the marketing material for this, there's no mention of Star. It's Disney Plus. This yeah. is a Disney Plus program. And not until you get onto Disney Plus does it say Star Original in the corner. But all the merchandising has been branded with Disney Plus. Pam and Tommy coming to Disney Plus. And it's weird now because it's almost like this era where Disney have finally dropped the barrier and are willing to allow their brand to be so much more than just family entertainment. Hmm. They made a lot of R-rated films in the 80s, the 90s, but they were never Disney movies. They created Touchstone and Hollywood Pictures. Uh, They had Miramax making films for them. And Touchstone and Hollywood Pictures weren't separate studios. They were just like a banner that they would use instead of using the Disney banner. But now they're being more comfortable with actually going, this is a Disney product, which I think is just such a fascinating thing in this yeah. new era of, and I don't know whether it's because streaming services and people just want as much different kind of content, and it's at this point now where you've crossed this barrier where, okay, this is the kind of stuff that Disney can offer us now, or the fact that Disney has made such a big franchise out of Marvel and everyone knows this big, like it's not R-rated, but it's this big sort of... Not as family friendly as like the princesses and the animations and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like action, adventure, superheroes is so very different to what the company's known for. I think maybe that's helped get over this hurdle of well, Disney can kind of push the barrier every now and then. Yeah, um, but I'm I'm shocked that this is. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm shocked
1: because they've been so protective of their image for so long. forever for a hundred years. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know so. Yeah. What else are we going to get from Disney Plus in the future? I don't know, uh, but I'm really mm. liking this. I think it's I think it's fantastic, and they're both just wonderful. If you get just not yep. talking about prosthetics and all that shit, these two performers are fantastic. Yeah. Sebastian Stan is like delivering a range like he's never delivered. I've never seen him deliver yep. it before. He's incredible as Tommy Lee, and yep. Lily James is amazing. She's one of my favorite. She's I've she's seen, fa- she's fabulous. I've, as, I've as said as this pain. for years. She's one she of my favourites if as not, pain. if not my favorite ever. She's incredible, and she's just her performance is just spot on in this. Uh, they're both very good, mm-hmm. and props to them both for particularly when you see episode two, some of the crazy shit in this show. Props to them both for being game to do this. I mean, they're just great yeah. craftsmen who are dedicated to their craft and going. You know, let's tell yep. this story. Really great. Yeah, um, and, um, and
1: and the one thing that shocked me was Seth. Was Seth how how much weight he'd lost for it. Oh yeah. As well. Well he's been
0: slowly he's been slowly losing weight over the last few years, but he's really skinny here. And I think yeah, he lost extra weight for this show. So Yeah,
1: no, he looks great. great.
0: Um, other than that, um we finished we talked at the beginning of last episode that me and Alicia had started watching Succession. We finished it in like a month. You've got onto it now as well
1: oh yeah i've only got i got two episodes left yeah, so I just can't wait can't wait for those last two episodes now. I was going to watch them tonight, but it's uh, yeah. not going to happen now. we'll do no. tomorrow night probably so yeah so look really a uh, great show fantastic show
0: i think I know really I'm, good I'm hesitant to say it because it's not finished. more seasons coming, but I think this could be one of the best shows I've ever watched ever <laughs> I think this is very much up there for me.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's to be the best I've ever seen, but it it is right up there. You're right; it is right up there.
0: Every character is incredible. You can't pick a yeah. favorite character. All the performances are amazing. When Brian Cox, I love, I love, fucking,
1: um, I love uh, Curing Colkin in it. He's fantastic. He's a. They are. And a lot, you figure, like you. F- you figured he's a Colkin. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. expect you expect a certain a certain sort of thing from from either of the Colkin boys. Yeah. But this is just nothing like them.
0: Well, I saw an interview with them, and you know? they were it was like the whole cast, and Brian Cox was saying that he was very timid originally. They're, sorry, talking about Kieran Colkin saying he was very timid initially, didn't know how to ad-lib or any of this stuff, but the more he got into his character, the more he's opened up, and a lot of his lines are all ad libbed now, and he's just fucking just crazy off the charts. So, yeah. um, But they're all good, and then you think about... Um uh like Brian Cox's characters he's very quiet a lot of the time but when he yep. goes off he fucking goes off like yeah, that yeah. bore on the floor episode remember that one bore on the
1: floor the, the witch- oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, no- it's easy. yeah he turns it on
0: and I watch this cuz he's a Shakespearean actor I yeah, watch right. this um I got to send you the link it's on YouTube of him doing Titus one of Shakespeare's mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. pr- probably recorded like in the eighties or the nineties. And he goes, oh, I haven't done this so- for so long. It's like a, it's not Actors studio, but it's one of those similar things where he's talking to a group of actors and trying like doing a workshop He because oh, yeah. I haven't done this for so long. Let's see how it goes. And he just fucking goes into this Shakespearean thing. And it's almost like the character from succession and just, he just builds and builds and builds. And it's stuff like, uh, there's a line where he says, you're going to crush his bones with all the, You're going to crush your bones with your blood and mix it with your blood and all this shit. And it's lines that he then later brought into succession. So he sort of uh, ad-libbed them and brought them into these. So his performance is very, I think the whole show is very Shakespearean in the well, way. That yeah, it is. So oh, yeah, very much so. Just the battle between yeah. families and people. And yeah, it's yeah. such a great Definitely. show. Um. Yeah. Don't want to say too much to spoil it, but if there's people out there who haven't watched it, I feel like this is a show that's gone under the radar a little bit. Um, Our friend, well, my uh, the world's worst manager, Wacko Jacko, he said to me after last week's episode, well, well last, the last episode of the podcast, he's like, finally, someone else is watching Succession. I can talk to about it because no one's watching it. <laughs> uh, but this has been on for three years. And the last episode of season two has a 9.9 on IMDb, which is so rare. And I saw these people on Twitter talking about, oh, my God, last episode of Succession, the greatest piece of TV I've ever watched. So many people going on about how great this episode was. So me and Alicia were like, yeah, let's check this out. Fucking great show. I reckon one yeah. of the best. One of the best. Love it. Love um, it. We've started watching Euphoria, which is a, another one that's in a whole other league of its own. It's just a really weird warped show full on in every respect as very heavy show uh tackles a lot of really heavy themes um and i thought this show's got to be an r18 plus it's an ma so i oh. don't know but i thought and then it's interesting to see pam and tommy as an r but then euphoria is sort of a Softer, softer rating, but um, this is really good. I think you'd enjoy it too, but it is another heavy one, and again, it's another mm-hmm. one. I'm happy that I'm not watching with my parents. Uh, uh, okay, so so I'll we'll enjoy I, it. Then. I think you. I think that's on Foxtel, <laughs> so i would enjoy that. It's got Zendaya in it, who is of course in oh, the yeah, Spider-Man yeah. films, plays MJ. She's terrific in it. Yep. Um, and Alicia and I have started watching Killing Eve as well, which is a British show, sort of like a. Um, I've heard of it. It's like an action. Drama, sort of cat and mouse thing. Like the cops are trying to chase this killer and then they come face to face with the killer and then go off in the, you know, that sort of thing that happens. Yep. Yep. Everyone loves it. It's got Jodie Comer in it. um, And she was, um, who was in The Last Duel. Mm -hmm. She's incredible. Sandra Oh is in it. She's really great. A lot of these other faces that you recognise too. Everyone loves it. It's gone for three seasons. I think the fourth season's about to start. Um... But I'm just waiting for it to... I'm I'm enjoying it, maybe four or five episodes in. I'm waiting for it to get to that point where I can see why everyone loves this show so much. Right. It's a good show, but I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't quite get the hype over it just yet. But maybe it takes a few episodes. I mean, Succession Mm. took four or five episodes to really get going, so... Well, uh, we'll have to see. Mm. But that's uh, that's yeah. about it uh, that we've been watching. Oh, of course, um, uh, we got through The Shrink Next Door as well. We spoke about this last episode. You'd watched yeah, it, yeah. and yeah. I finally watched it. Loved it. So good. Great. Really Paul, good. Really Paul enjoyed Paul Rudd, it. Will Ferrell. Terrific. Yeah.
1: Really, that's really good show. Really enjoyed it. It was a really un- unexpected surprise for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I, I saw the pairing, and I thought, oh, yeah. they probably work okay together, but just didn't realise how, how good it actually was. Mm-hmm. And based on a based on a yeah. true story, I think, isn't it?
0: Unbelievable, yeah. A true a story. Fucking, oh my my gosh. Check that one out too. That is on Apple T V Plus. Again, the hit rate of Apple T V plus is still quite good. There's been a couple of shows I've watched that have been like, yeah, not great. But uh, there's pretty Most good content. Watchable. On there. Yeah, and that was great. That was like what, six episodes, eight episodes, something like that? For, uh, like I, even even Alicia she hates Will Ferrell she said he's so annoying she hates him she loved. Yeah. she got really hooked yeah. up. the first oh, few good. episodes first few episodes she was on her phone she didn't want to pay too much attention because she didn't want to watch this Will Ferrell thing and every now and then I'd see her like kind of look up and you'd get like it'd keep her attention for a bit and then she'd be back on her candy crush or whatever. But by around like episode four or five, she was like fully invested in it. She's like, Oh, I wanna know what happens now. <laughs> she's like, I feel oh, cool. so sorry for this guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you do that. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I can't believe it. Will Ferrell has he's actually delivered a really good performance.
1: You wanna you wanna grab him way. and just slap him about and say, Wake yeah. up man <laughs> Yeah, anyway. so
0: so there you go. So anyway, that is what we've been watching for this month, do you have the jingle there? Um, what a picture. good picture.
1: Yeah.
0: That one. Yeah, that one. you got to be on the ball with the jingles.
1: <laughs> I, I, I forget it's got to be run at the end of it, too. Yeah.
0: Well, you've got to, you've got to close out the segment. I know World's Worst yep. Manager would, would hate that. He said to me, you can't have so many, he said to me yesterday, you can't have so many segments. you got to get rid of the segments. Not everything needs to be a segment. I don't care. I like my segments. It gives me a nice little... <laughs> and I like the sound effects because it annoys them. So there you go. Yeah, um,
1: 17,000 kilometres away. He's only up the road for me. I'll come and knock on the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, very quick partner highlight. I'm just going to highlight kicks.com.au. They, uh, the code Dave15 is still active. You can head to kicks.com.au and use use Dave15 to get 15% off your entire order. That includes pre-orders and sale product. A few of their new releases include uh, Bond, No Time to Die, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Last Night in Soho, Boss Baby 2, um, Halloween Kills has just come out as well. So head over there and pick up some. There's a lot of great catalogue titles recently reissued on 4K as well. So head to kicks.com.au and use dave 15 get 15% off at checkout. And with that, it's now time for...
1: Shite. All, right, oh. all right, all right,
0: all right. <laughs> I almost, I almost <laughs> forgot I had to say the the or.
1: Yeah, you, you missed
0: it. I missed it? Well, there might be yeah. a little bit of a delay there as well. There's a bit well. of a delay. I might have to get you to do the or next week. Oh, yeah,
1: okay, we'll go. it. Hang on, ready? Go
0: again, yeah.
1: Shite. Or. Oh.
0: All right, all right, all right. There you there go, that's go. better.
1: You all came in after it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now we're thinking, um, Shadow right? still good. People are still enjoying it. I've spoken to a few people. They like the game. But the general consensus is, and this is how we were feeling about it, is that maybe it's just we do it a bit too much. And this is how I was feeling from the beginning. I was like, I don't want to do this game too much and overdo it. Um, but it, people are feeling like it's still good, it's still fun, but maybe you don't need to do it every single week. So what we're going to do In this series of the show, um, we are going to do Shite All Right every second week. So every two weeks we'll do Shite All Right. Every other week we're going to do what's called Game of the Every Other Week. So Mm. we We come up with a different game every week. We're going to trial a bunch of stuff. And this is another way that we can get people involved in the show as well, uh, because people are heavily involved in Shider All Right. Uh, What we want is for people to send in game ideas, just little fun, quick, movie-related game ideas that we can play. Every other week, when we're not playing Shider All Right, we will play a game that a listener has suggested to us. So send them on in to DaveLeePod at Gmail If you've got a fun little game, if it's like a trivia game or like a little game that we can battle off against each other, like Shide Alright, send in to DaveLeePod at Gmail and we're gonna we're gonna trial run a whole bunch of them and then maybe eventually we'll find one that we really love and will become a, a, a regular segment on the show. Um, we've Could had be one pretty dangerous
1: What's that? that could be dangerous yeah, it could be dangerous it
0: be dangerous <laughs> um, I have already had one sent in so we will probably get to that one next week we've had a couple of ideas as well that we can play around with if we don't get too many suggestions um but for this week we are going to play Shadow I mean it's the first episode back we got to we got to run a Shadow right. do um so we're going to do this and then I think we'll probably round the show out after this we're getting to an hour and a half yeah I had some news stuff to talk about but it's not that big so we're just going to do Shadow right, and round it out yeah, mean, we'll- this week Exactly right. So, um, do you? Want, I, I, I need to just double check because I spoke to Jeff, our monkey man worker. He was going to send in an updated <laughs> score sheet and email. Yeah, he's the guy that does our. He's the world's worst scorekeeper. He sends in our uh, score sheets every week. I did speak to him yesterday. He said he was working on it. He hasn't sent it. That's okay. Oh, uh, so we will. <laughs> so we'll, Jeff, what are you doing? So next time Jeff will send one in and we'll read it. So no no message from Jeff this week. But I think now I
1: get off your I, get off your organ, your grinding organ.
0: Yeah. I can't remember who was winning or what the scores were, but I know that I'm guessing You were first. winning. I was winning, winning. Probably by like one point. I don't know. Is
1: it yeah it was one or two, something like that.
0: We'll find out when Jeff sends in an updated score sheet after this week. And then we yep. gotta decide whether we blend in score sheets from the other games into this one or keep this separate. We'll sort that out. Let us do this week's edition of Shadow Riot. All I know is that I am guessing first. So well, guessing uh, first. Yes, I'm guessing first. Okay, so, so it's you. this
1: one, this one comes to us from Lewis Glover. Yes. Okay. You ready? Yes. Pretty pretty portrait it. of a portrait of the broken lives of four people: a vigilante detective, a worried parent an awkward man looking for love and a suic- suicidal artist as they struggle to cope in their uh, religiously dystopian city.
0: Oh, what on earth? Read that again.
1: A portrait of the... You to Take a drink.
0: Oh, no, I've run out. <laughs> Here we go. Just a fake little sip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a portrait of the broken lives of four people. A vigilante detective, a worried parent, an awkward man looking for love, and a suicidal artist, as they all struggle to cope with their religious r- religiously dystopian city.
0: I have no idea, man. It almost sounds like that mixed nuts. Remember mixed nuts it was a Christmas film. Oh yeah, yeah. Adam yep. Sandler, um, Steve Martin, a bunch of others. It was really great. It sort of focused on all these different people. There was the suicidal one. There was... But I don't think... uh, That's definitely not it. Um, I don't know. This sounds like it's a movie that tries to be really good, but it's shit. So I'm going to say it's a
1: shite. You're saying shite, are you? Yeah. Okay. Just God, where is it? There we go. No, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to find... A little bit rusty...
0: We got to oil just, the oh,
1: Just 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 a little bit. Okay, so you're saying
0: I'm going to say it's shite. It's got to be shite. All right, all Ooh. right, all right. Shocked.
1: It's a film called Franklin. It's oh. got a six point one. Um, and if you looked at the if you looked at the poster on it, you would think it was a horror film, but it's actually listed as a drama, fantasy, sci-fi. Oh. Um. Eva Green, Eva Green, Sam Riley, James F- Faulkner, Ryan Felipe. Oh. So, yeah.
0: How weird. Never heard mm. of it. There you go. No, never heard of that oh. either. Interesting. Um, what year was it made? Let me have
1: a look. Uh, 2008.
0: Oh. There you
1: go. Mm. Interesting.
0: All right, yes. I'll read one for you. Uh, this one is coming to us from our pal, wouldn't be a show without one, Devesh. Take a drink.
1: Oh God, another drink. Alrighty. <laughs> that was the worst fake drink I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've,
0: I've already drunk my water. So here we go. This is a bit of a long plot. A teenage girl and her father travel to a remote alien moon aiming to strike it rich. They've secured a contract to harvest a large deposit of the elusive gems hidden in the depths of the moon's toxic forest. But there are others roving the wilderness, and the job quickly devolves into a fight to survive. Forced to contend not only with the forest's other ruthless inhabitants, but with her own father's greed-addled judgment, the girl finds she must carve her own path to escape. I'm not
1: reading that again, by the way. No, 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 no. Um, um, I think that that is too descriptive and it's going to be shit. All right, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna try and sell it to you somehow, hey? Yeah, they're, they're trying to. They're trying to sell the. They're trying to sell the drama.
0: All right, so you locked that in.
1: Well, yeah, it is I'm interestingly it.
0: a. All right, all right, all right. Oh bugger! Yeah,
1: <laughs> it just it's... sounded like they were just trying to sell it yeah. too hard.
0: It's um a six point three. Mm-hmm. It's called Prospect. And it came out in 2018. I've never heard of of that. I've never heard of this. Never heard of it. It's like a weird sci-fi looking thing. It's got uh, Pedro Pascal in there, who is the Mandalorian. Uh, Jay Duplass and Sophie Thatcher are the three leads in this. Looks quite interesting. I have never heard of this one. But Devesh somehow manages to pull up. All these strange movies that are actually actually look quite good. So, uh, mm. props to that. Interesting. There you go. So, um, mm. written and directed by Christopher Caldwell and Zach er- Zeke Earl, who haven't really done much else. So, there you mm. go. They're doing. Um, yeah, that's about it. Haven't done much. All right. So there you
1: go. So, you want your second one? Yep. Who's this one from? This one is from. Jeff B Oh Jeff B boy genius Michael Dean teams up with a super talented chimpanzee and his caretaker mm. to take down an animal testing lab in exchange in exchange the scientist gives the boy some pointers on the girl of his dreams.
0: I know this one it's it's a di- is this it's a Disney one from like the 60s. It's got... It has to have Kurt Russell in there. Someone like Kurt Russell. I'm struggling to remember the name of the film. Or does it have Dean Jones in it? I think it's Kurt Russell. And I can't remember the name of the film. And I've seen it. And I watched it not long ago. Is it called like Monkey Business? Or... Something like that. I'm certain... I could be completely wrong. But I'm certain this is like... Kurt Russell. Monkey film. Disney, 1960s. I'm going to say it's one of those movies that is oh, it's tough because it's either going to be a movie that's really shit but has a good rating because people love it or it's a movie that is that people love but has a shit rating because it's shit. I'm going to say mm-hmm. shite because I feel like it could be like a 5.8 or a 5.9. So hit it to me. It's just, I have to say shite, unfortunately, but it was a good movie. A good crap movie. Shite. 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 Shite.
1: Oh. Yes. It's not the film you were thinking of. Oh, no. It's a film from 2004, has a rating of 3.7, and it's called Funky Monkey. Funky Monkey?
0: Oh, Funky no. Funky
1: Monkey. <laughs> and it has Matthew Modine, Seth oh, Ad- Seth Adkins. That's about oh, all we really I know. Do Roma know this. Downey. Uh, yeah, Gilbert Gottfried. Oh my God, Fred Ward. Worse. So there's a few people you'd know by face but not Gets by name. Worse. Jeffrey Tambor was in it. Um, I re- I
0: do remember when this came out. Actually, I, do, I don't think I ever watched it.
1: Yeah, Funky Monkey, two thousand four.
0: The movie I was thinking of is uh, the Barefoot Executive, oh, Kurt yes. Russell and the Monkey, yeah. nineteen seventy one. Uh, I've I've got to jump up because I'm curious now what, um, uh, rating that has. Um, six. So yeah, I was about, about Uh, right where it would be about about five, nine, six, but I would have done myself over. So I'm, I'm lucky, but, uh, well, there you go. The the, the synopsis for that, (laughs) a mailroom clerk and a chimp team up to pick hit TV shows. Great movie, oh, such a good movie, <laughs> but Disney did so many movies with monkeys in the 1970s. It just sounded like one of those fucking and I'm sure there's one where they're like the monkey teaches someone to love. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to read you God. one. now. Uh, this <laughs> is from Gary Liddermint. Um, And here we go. Two friends are searching for their long lost companion. They revisit their college days and recall the memories of their friend who inspired them to think differently, even as the rest of the world called them idiots.
1: It's got to be shite. That has to be shite, surely. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying shite on that. You're saying shite? Mm. Okay, this
0: one is a... All right, all right, all right.
1: right? Yeah. Just sounds like absolute tripe.
0: It uh, is an 8.4.
1: Oh, it's really? Called,
0: yeah. It's called Three Idiots. It was released <laughs> in 2009. It, I believe, is a, uh, I believe it's a, a, an Indian film. Uh, yes. Uh, it uh, stars Amir Khan, Mantavan, Mona Singh, Shaman Roshi. And I believe these are all sort of quite big um, Indian performers. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's got 378,000 ratings at an 8.4. So, well, anyway, yeah. that was this week's edition of. Shite. Or. All right, all right, all right. Fantastic. All right. So, I think we're going to round out the show now. We're about an hour and a half into it. Uh, There was some news this week, but nothing huge. So, we might push one or two of those things into next week's show. We'll see how we go. But uh, we're going to keep this one short today. So, cue the theme music. We're going to sign out.
1: Beautiful. All
0: right. That is, of course, all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for listening. The podcast goes out every Monday on all the major podcasting platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, goes out on all the small ones as well. The visual element is available on YouTube that goes out a day or two earlier to Patreon supporters. i got to figure out, you know, once you get me the files and once I can manage to do a quick <laughs> edit and upload it, whether that goes out on the Saturday still or the Sunday. We'll see. Uh, but, but if you uh, would like to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash under. You will get early access to the show. But it might only be one day. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at down Under and over on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, there's links in the description of every single podcast. Also links uh, for the podcast platforms down there as well. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to davelypod at gmail.com. Write in anything, game suggestions, shy to all rights, any letters that you'd love us to read out, you can send them in right there. Um, if you're leaving, the, if you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating because it certainly does help.
1: Just good ones, remember Just the, good,
0: the good ones help, not the bad ones. Uh, look, a quick YouTube preview. The last few weeks, I dropped uh, previews uh, 20, what I call my 2022 previews, I'll do these annually uh, it's like a preview of all the Disney movies that are coming out this year and then I've done another preview which is all the animated movies coming out this year you can check those out on, on my YouTube channel um, I've also put my Spider-Man evolution up just before Christmas uh, which is still doing good numbers, so head over and check that out I put up the Spider-Man voice evolution a couple of weeks ago um, I will be putting up a Winnie the Pooh voice evolution this week And uh, that's a delayed one that should have got up in November but I've had so much in my plate and I've had so much sitting around on the couch doing fuck all that it's finally (laughs) getting released a little bit late. I'm currently working on my latest Cartoon Evolution, which should hopefully be up next week, maybe the week after, because I've got to get stuck into the one for March, which is a really big one, and Mm. that one has to come out within like the first two weeks of the month. So I'm going to be doing two back-to-back. But uh, there you go. Um, Other than that, there's not going to be a lot of big stuff coming onto the channel this week, maybe some small news and and all that. At that, though, thanks, old mate, Rick, for joining me once again on the show. Thanks, Davo from all the way over in Australia. And thanks everybody out there for listening all around the world. We do appreciate it. We love it. Thanks for joining us again. Certainly do. I'm looking forward to continuing into 2022. So thanks again, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Take it easy. Speak to you soon, Dave. Take care, guys.